0: hello and welcome to after the after the film i said the two thus and these i said them differently but i think both are acceptable this is our second episode, and we're talking. Uh, this is a continuation of our conversation about uh, Avengers Endgame. And I have a few people joining me today. I have Not Cool Co., aka Lauren. Say hello. Hello. And then I have Andrew, aka Not Cool, sir. <laughs> and hello. <laughs> It just flowed so perfectly. So uh, on our after the film that we dropped last week, uh, non-spoiler, we just talked some uh, broad overview about what to expect and who the players were involved. And then we said that this week we would bring you a, a full-on spoiler, a deep dive into the film, and that's exactly what's happening. So if you're listening, after this point are spoilers. There be spoilers ahead. That, that's it. This was your warning. This is the warning you get. The warning's over
1: i would love for you to have said that uh, you said it like a pirate but you didn't say it like a pirate so maybe, <laughs> maybe say it like you're a pirate now
0: how about you do it and i'll just drop it in
1: there be spoilers ahead
0: all right so that that will be my that's so much future better sound clip that i just drop in whenever perfect. there's spoilers perfect yeah that's great can you add like swashbuckling sound effects behind it yeah, and like, like waves ching, crashing like, words <laughs> and stuff yeah um okay and uh, so we're going to jump in, but real quick before we do, I mentioned in after the film that this could be the first billion dollar opening. I said it was a possibility. It was a, it was a, you know, might be on the high side. Uh, but as of today, the five day total for the opening weekend is $1.2 billion. That is nuts. This film is huge. It's already like, Uh, the fifth highest grossing Western film in China. And it's the 14th highest grossing film of all time and all this stuff. And it's opening weekend. We we haven't even seen what the run's going to look like. This film will hold up to a couple of rewatches. So the word of mouth has been great. And so certainly it's going to make more money. So congratulations. I think the Russo brothers are the first people to have uh, three billion dollar films. That's incredible. So congratulations to them.
1: All right, so that's one billion for each of them, and then one billion for everyone else to
0: split. Is that how that works? (laughs) Yes, that's (laughs) that's exactly how that works. So Mm -hmm. I hope there's not like a Russo triplet. Like, hope there's not like a third (laughs) brother.
1: He is a disappointment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter what he does. There's no way he can live up to that. He could be be a
0: heart surgeon. Still a disappointment. It doesn't matter. (laughs) No. Uh, Why can't you be? Yeah. Okay. So he needs to become
2: an actual superhero to like beat them. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's his only play. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately uh, it's a long shot. So let's jump in. Um, We're going to flip it a little bit. I want to start with initial reactions to the film. So this is first watch when you walked out of the theater, what were you feeling? So I don't want to hear what you digested later. I want to hear your gut reaction. Uh, And then we'll move on, but uh, not cool. Lauren, why don't we start with you?
2: I loved it (laughs) 3,000. There you go. I really did, though.
0: (laughs) So you just completely loved it. You walked out just euphoria for having seen it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was 1 a.m. when we got out because we saw such a late showing. But it really was, like, just so nice and, like, such a good experience and like everyone was cheering at the end of the movie and it was just so much fun so I do have a few nitpicks but they're like so small like this movie's completely satisfying
0: uh Andrew for you
1: uh when I walked out of the movie at first blush it was like a seven or seven and a half for me wasn't my favorite um I I I, I had some nitpicky things as well that were maybe that weighed a little bit more heavily on the initial watch I have since digested and I have since watched it a second time i'm super fresh out of the film at, at recording i just watched it 20 minutes ago so right uh, and your rating I has changed my rating has changed i won't tell you what it's changed but to but it's changed but it and has changed
0: i will say that i walked out very excited however when i was recording after the film last week i had uh, you know i'm kind of processing it while i'm recording but i've i've just seen the film i mean within 30 minutes of seeing the film i'm i'm recording that episode and i just Something was like nagging that something didn't feel quite right, and so in the episode I said I made the comment I'm not sure that it's as good as the the early reviews are pegging it as. Because I believe you are, called it the hype. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> it's I I knew it was a good film, but something was just sticking with me, and I wasn't able to put my finger on it. But I th- I've now had time to go through it, and so we're going to get there today. And then I will say my my feelings about the movie have also evolved over the last couple days so once we get to the end of this episode we will go through and do like our final where we firmly stand and uh, and maybe even you know put a ranking as it relates to the other mcu films so
2: oh wait i would also just say like for myself like i avoided the hype train really hard like i wouldn't even let people tell me what they thought like thumbs up or thumbs down i didn't want to know anything i only watched the trailer yeah it's good. good for you. <laughs> I like literally was offline, like almost like through Thursday. So
0: I know Andrew has some comments he wants to make about the hype train, the hype train with an N, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, I, I would love to talk about the hype train
1: as well. And as soon train. as you define what a train is, I will figure out what it's I like think about it. It's like a tram and a train. It's, ah, it's yeah. So it's like from the Disney parking lot to the front gate. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Gotcha. So yeah, it's not like
2: quite as powerful as a hype train. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about cast first. Uh, standout cast performances. I think uh, the natural one to talk about is Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. Uh, if, from going to the uh, anemic, sick, uh, machinist-esque person <laughs> that we see early on in the film... And uh, his initial kind of the squabbling with Cap uh, to moving through the film and then ultimately making the sacrifice play. And, and every step of the way, just, just feeling like him at the top of his game. Uh, I think he was incredible to watch. Um, but I also, th- uh, the other person that stands out to me, I actually think Paul Rudd was a lot of fun in this film. Whenever he was on screen, I really enjoyed the we had with him. Um, what are y'all's standout performances uh, in thinking back through Endgame? Uh, Stint. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Absolutely. You have to say Robert Downey Jr. It's like almost his movie, I think, in a lot of ways. And then like just below that would be Chris Evans and he was super great also.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will echo Robert Downey Jr. I would say um I would say that although he didn't get a ton of of screen time, um I really enjoyed what Don Cheadle brought. He got a lot more screen time than usual, but what Don Cheadle brought to the film was great. And, um, as well as, uh, I'm like totally blanking right now.
0: Um, If only you had pulled up a list of names before we started.
1: (laughs) Well, I had it. I knew, I knew exactly it was before I started to talk. That's the, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. For sure. And then I would say Don Cheadle. I think they were both great. I mean, John Favreau, every single time uh, I see him on screen, he's, he's my favorite. That was maybe um, my favorite,
2: like of the tiny cameos that like, I didn't expect them to give him a minute, like at all. Yeah.
0: So we got lucky because we were trying to find a film to watch the night before Endgame. game. And we were kind of going through thinking, you know, do we watch Civil War? Do we watch Infinity War again? Although you did that, Andrew. I did, yeah. I did that. You know, we were trying to pick, and we settled on watching the original Iron Man.
2: Oh, good choice. that was
0: a great decision leading into this film. Um, You mentioned Chris Hemsworth, so did you like uh, the Thor we got?
2: I loved it. I thought it was so funny, and I'm also like a huge fan of the comic saga, so if anyone's familiar with that... The Will kind of has a similar transition at one point and I like just made me happy to like remember that. I actually like said right before they opened the door. He's going to be fat and I was like so satisfied.
1: I I had the uh, adverse reaction to <laughs> Thor. Um so Thor Ragnarok is by far one of my favorite films of the MCU. Um it's in top 3 I think. And and I love what they did with Thor as a character and how they, he evolved into being this much more likable, down-to-earth kind of bumbly kind of guy, which I love that. I, I thought the, the initial reveal of him having the beer gut was funny, and seeing Korg and Meek again was like, yes, it was like this revival of, of, of all the things that I loved. But then I think the joke played itself out, and then we were still left with a fat Thor and we had a Lebowski Thor for the rest of the movie there was some transition that happened with his character but I like I just hit this point where I'm like oh I just don't want to see Thor with a with a beer belly anymore and it and it just like what's the alternative all of a sudden he's fit again that doesn't play very well either because then everyone would be up in arms about why that happened but but yeah for me I was just like oh that was just too much
2: Um, I think they could have easily made a joke of like, oh, Asgardian metabolism, whatever. And he's like back to normal in like a week or something. But like, I just thought it was like a a good twist. And, you know, he's going to be back in shape come the next movie. So it just was like a fun gag. I did go on like a long time and they exaggerated so much stuff in the like Lebowski version. But yeah,
1: but I think the three hour runtime is maybe what what forced the hand of... Because Thor played such a huge and crucial role in this film, mm-hmm. so he was on screen a lot. The The joke played itself out earlier than the film actually ended for me. That's my biggest gripe. So I point. think that's
2: fair.
0: I, uh... And let me just say, Thor as... uh Fat Thor is still uh, way more appealing than Fat <laughs> Patrick. Uh, <laughs> he still looks great. Um, You'll receive no argument from me, sir. <laughs> but, um it was a bit tough because we've seen uh through Ragnar especially in Ragnarok but we've seen Thor's progression we've had you know th- three films of him learning to step up and and fill his father's shoes and and take on that and and dig deep and realize that you know he's more than just a, a guy with a hammer and all that kind of stuff and then this to me felt like a bit of a regression like a, a bit of a step backwards because he turned into this bumbling guy again and uh, in on top of that, as we go through the movie, we see him ultimately, I say, shirk the responsibility. He gives up the responsibility of being the leader for his own people. And then at the end of the film, he's kind of in a weird way fighting to be the leader amongst the Guardians crew. And so it's kind of this odd little mm-hmm. back and forth, which I think that was probably the toughest thing. I I, I do think the joke kind of got old. Like I was... I was hoping that when we you know, had the big scene and we, he got hit with lightning again, that like lightning would just create awesome abs. Uh, it didn't. Um, Which is
1: also why Patrick runs around in rainstorms with metal poles.
0: <laughs> I, I fly a kite every time. Um, but, but I don't know. It, I will say it, it felt like a bit of regression on his part. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to set him up well for whatever the uh, Guardians 3 shenanigans are. Yeah. Um but his character did feel like it took a step back.
2: I I think that was intentional though cuz he was like totally traumatized by not killing Thanos when he had the chance.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree. I I think it it played a lot like how Robert Downey Jr. when he was going through his PTSD. Mm-hmm. The the problem is with 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 Tony Stark, we had about four movies to see that progression evolve and change and then turn into something actually useful. This one seemed like it was, a, it, they tried to make that character arc happen over the course of three hours. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's, let's talk about captain's character arc. Uh Cause yeah. there's been, um a, is that what you're I calling his m- butt? His character <laughs> arc? <laughs> <laughs> we can. That's America's uh, character
2: arc. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: I like that. There's uh, there's been mixed reviews about how he chose to live out his life. Uh, Andrew, where do you stand on his decision?
1: One hundred percent love it, support it. That was what I thought was gonna happen. Um, I didn't think we would see him again, and I just was I, I thought we would we would just know what happened. Um, this was even before the movie started. Like I, that was my prediction that that was going to happen. I thought he was going to have to sacrifice himself and stay in the past and whatever. So I was happy with it. Uh, the way that they ended up showing him at the end, I actually really liked the handoff to Sam, uh, for, to be the next captain America. So I'm,
0: I'm a fan. And uh, so you don't take any issue with the, he can go and sit peacefully and not fight for the people that he knows are in trouble, even though that's been his like bag for the past. However no, because, movies. because
1: he's, st- because he still does Yeah. other,
0: other, uh, other Original. Captain America is still doing that.
1: He's still fulfilling that. He has found an opportunity to fulfill that and then fulfill the thing that he, after all of that was said and done, this, this, this hole that was happening in his life, this gap that was happening in his life. He figured out a way that he could, he could capitalize on both of them.
2: I, capitalize. I, totally, I I had like the same thought process initially. I was like, wait, he just like grows off and like forgives up. But then it's like, no, it's in the past. So original Captain America is still running around fighting Hydra, doing all the same stuff. It's just like from I, what time is the like most present Marvel stuff taking place? Like twenty twenty three or whatever. Like that. Like, from there on, he knows that all of his buddies have it under control, so he feels good about, like, living out the rest of his ultra-long life, which he's already lived one whole lifetime, like, happily.
1: Right, because he knows all—he has the intrinsic knowledge that that all has happened because it's—he has the memories of the future, (laughs) but now he's living back in the past, so I, 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 I support it. So I mm-hmm. want to let him the- let him take a break, Patrick. Come on, he's been doing his best. That's fine. Plus, there's can- so
2: many heroes now to like take lift the yeah. shield. Like you know, like I I like that they're taking. We got
1: we got Pepper Potts in an, in a nano suit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she learned how to use that quickly. Right. She had five years. I no because no he was still yeah. finishing. Oh no it he no her. no sorry he that's right that's on. right
2: that's right sorry but I think it it timey wimey so confusing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she did. She's a she's a fast uh, a fast learner. Had she, I
2: she worn an it's... Iron Man suit in Iron Man three? I don't remember. I can't remember if she did or not. Okay, we
0: didn't. I didn't watch that one, so who knows? <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen it, but that wasn't on the top of my rewatch list for this film. Um, I will take this moment to talk real quick about time travel, and that's that. It's not worth ta- talking about because there's holes in every time travel film ever, and for anybody that spends time getting hung up on it, I think you're just missing the point.
2: That's all I have to yeah. say about that. Enjoy actually,
0: life, people. Enjoy yeah, it. Enjoy life.
2: I mean, they literally told us in this movie, like, stop worrying about that. It's all <laughs> bullshit. Drop <Yeah>. it. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, it's so much more fun that way. And honestly, like, comic books mess with time and multi-dimensions and all that stuff so much that it's just like, stop trying to explain it. We all get it.
0: So moving on, so we're going to, to skip over to some of the, uh, the supporting pieces, uh, visuals, sound, those type of items. Did, did anything stand out to you? Uh, the, the reason I'm asking is because I have my expectations of, of what I'm going to see has been raised so much that mm-hmm. not much impresses at this point because it's just <laughs> just looks amazing. I, I agree. And mm. so, I, in, there's only, frankly, there's only maybe two shots that stand out to me in the entire film. One of them is when Captain America is, you know, we see him frame facing down the entire army.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and then the second shot is actually probably not long after that when uh, Tony Stark is laying there and his, like, you know, when he's dying, it's basically yeah. that moment. And those are kind of the only two things that, immediately stand out when i think about the film did any of this stand out i I say this did were there any pieces or shots or or visual effects that stood out to you in watching the film yeah
1: yes 100
2: i i I think definitely yeah that one of um captain america facing down like the whole army and then the like portals open behind him is insane and like all those armies coming in so great but that's so that's like the spectacle
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that is the shot of the film I would say. But uh, let's just talk about Professor Hulk
2: for oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he, he honestly looks fantastic. so good. He just kind of, yeah.
1: I I I found myself. Um, so you know, we talk about the uncanny valley all the time. Yes, I mm-hmm. found myself not feeling that at all with this character within the first within the first few minutes of him being on screen, I allowed myself to just get immersed in it. And I forgot that he was CG. Um, It very much felt like what I would imagine true to life. Um, Mark Ruffalo, had he figured out that whole gamma scenario and trying to intermingle in the balance of him and Hulk, that felt very true to life for me. And so um, the fact that they were able to integrate him and Rocket... Like, there's so many just full-on CG characters that I forgot are CG characters in this film that I think that is a feat. Um, yeah. In and of it's s- like, man, the just how, how close, because I watched the one I just watched today. I was really close up, and the screen was massive. And just every single pore and tiny hair on the Hulk's body, like, it just, the way that it plays, like, I, the way that someone who has recently shaved but the hair is starting to come back in, like... Like it's it's insanely detailed how they did um, the Hulk. You can yeah, make your I, jokes, but that's that's for real. I was legitimately impressed.
2: I tend to be super picky about CG characters, and that I actually like just forgot. Like I do the same with like Rocket and Groot. You just are so used to them at this point, you, especially Rocket. But they did a great job. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it. I'm. It's one of those things I thought I had figured out in my head, and I realize I don't now, but we've had this conversation before uh, about Thanos, and we were talking about how Thanos can fully look like Thanos, I'm doing air quotes, and at the same time have enough of Josh Brolin's characteristics that he feels like a real being. Mm-hmm. And it's it there's some balance in there that they strike where he's recognizable as Josh Brolin and therefore every the voice and everything, the mannerisms fit, but he's also wholly Thanos. And it was a similar thing that we saw with the Hulk uh, where he's able to look like Mark Ruffalo and he's able to be wholly Mark Ruffalo and Holy the Hulk. And they don't feel confused at all. The, the one that does feel confused, and I'm trying to pick the differences, uh, and this we're, we're, we'll stay within Disney, but let's move outside of Marvel. I, I think about the genie because the genie I've struggled a lot with seeing mm-hmm. – because it just looks like Will Smith tinted blue. It doesn't look like a genie, and so and of course you're talking
1: about the genie from the upcoming live action version of The Lion King. <laughs>
0: no, um, and so it's I'm trying to figure out why do I look at the genie. And I feel like, oh, it's just Will Smith blue. That looks dumb. And yet I can look at the Hulk in this film, which is Mark Ruffalo green, but it totally registers like a different way. So I something they're doing is uh, way smarter than I am. Yeah. And they're pulling it off. So I that's uh, that's a great thing to point out is that. uh, Yeah. uh, The Hulk's character. So much
1: so. So much so with Thanos. I forgot that he was even a CG character. When you said Thanos, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. He is also wholly CG, and I, I have forgotten that at this point.
2: I also um, wonder with that Will Smith genie if it would look better if they just painted Will Smith's skin like they do, like Gamora or those kind of characters, but I I can imagine Will Smith is like, hell no, I'm not doing that, but <laughs> who knows?
1: Yeah, and we also haven't seen the final rendition of him yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all It's all been trailers, and we all know that trailers can – deceive
2: so still looks bad yeah, uh, yeah. but the anyway. point
0: is yes uh uh good one for pointing out the hulk the hulk looks uh great in this film uh score music does anyone remember any of the music from the film
1: yeah <laughs> i mean the Andrew, music yes. you're a music person though i am a music person i have listened to music before
0: no i mean i mean that that score specifically stand out to you. you you will go just drive around listening to the score of a film
1: yeah I will waste hundreds of dollars of gas listening to something I could just listen to in the comfort of my own home. but, uh, but that's just because I, I'm a music guy. Um, the, uh, but the, the music in this one is it takes a lot of what what happened at the end of Infinity War and it expounds that and like pulls that thread through the entire film um, that really kind of you, you pull in lots of strings and lots of uh, emotional pulls. That is the, the core of the, the music for this film. And then they build all the epic stuff on top of it. Whereas at an, in Infinity War, it was like the latter, I don't know, the latter fifth of the film played with that music. Everything else was the epic build music. This, this time, the thread through the whole thing was that um, really emotional draw, which is absolutely necessary for this film because this is an incredibly emotional film in lots of different ways.
0: So let's go ahead. Let's jump in and let's. uh, we're going to do our likes, dislikes, and then uh, uh, predictions. And after that, we'll do our final score. So that's what we're going to do right now. Let's start with likes. Uh, Andrew, I'll start with you. What are your high points for the film? Uh, Likes of the film.
1: I liked. Can I say loved? I'm going to say loved. That's fine. Yeah. I loved when I saw Peter Parker again. And when he saved Tony, and Tony just came over and embraced him that moment, uh, I cried the first time I watched it. I cried even more the second time that I watched it. Oh. That was just a really, really powerful moment. Um, I loved that. I also loved the. I loved Don Cheadle, like I said earlier. The, the, the sarcasm he brought to it is, in a, in a lot of ways, the, the sarcasm we were missing from Robert Downey Jr., for this film because he had to play a much more serious tone and so that was handed off to Don Cheadle I think in a lot of ways the, bat- the baton has been passed and I think he did such a great job with it um the, the cheese whiz comment was perfect yeah. like perfectly <laughs> timed and it was needed in that moment and um oh gosh the uh the the moment when when uh uh, T'Challa takes the gauntlet and just starts yes. running and just taking care of business was it was awesome we didn't get a whole lot from Black Panther in this film but what we got was very very powerful moments of the Black Panther and so I was I was pretty excited about that
0: uh, mm-hmm. Lauren your likes from the film
2: uh, I, I did like Fat Thor I just thought that was so funny the whole movie so I'll throw that in there um my favorite joke was definitely, uh, like, when Rocket just snaps at Tony, like, shut up, you're only a genius on Earth. I thought that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> and he calls him a uh, build bear
2: Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you weren't a stuffed animal. <laughs> um, I really liked, um, I think Ant-Man, like, kind of stole the show in a lot of scenes. Like, he was so funny, like, when the Hulk gives him his tacos. Like, I cried so much when he meets his daughter, like uh he just had like a lot of good beats and he got to do a lot of stuff um yeah. pretty much the entire end battle like not calling out like that moment where like cap realizes he's the only one that's even standing up at that moment he straps on the shield you see that big like painting kind of background with the light coming down and all the aliens and armies coming at him and he's just like okay this is it and i just started crying then and then the like portals open behind him, everybody shows up. And I did I was like, okay, snap people are coming back to help. They got it. And yeah, that, that line too is like the best, <laughs> like for for Sam to be the one to say it to him. Just like, that was so good.
1: Yeah. I think one more like is with, um, with happy, at the end, when he's sitting oh. there with Morgan, and she says that she wants a cheeseburger, that's where I cried. And just that moment where, where we see just the true kind of, um, just how this little girl is going to be embraced, and how Tony Stark is going to be remembered in lots of like really big ways, but also these little ways. And mm-hmm. when he tells her that he's she'll he'll get her as many cheeseburgers as she wants, like that moment was like just shut up and just <laughs> take all of my feelings. So
2: I, I also I also have one last one, which was yes. the beat in the when they're like back in the battle in New York and Cap has to fight himself and he's like, I can do this all day, and he's like, I know. He's like, Oh, I know. That was so great. Because that's in every movie that Captain America's in. And I thought he was gonna say it right at that like battle moment again anyway, but they didn't need it again. Um,
0: I love that Thanos's head got cut off in the first ten minutes. Oh, yeah.
2: I think there's that so was, much to like. It's like, oh gosh, I think
0: that was such a smart move because we've been the since Infinity War, all the theories and all the thinking, and they could go this direction, this direction, this direction. I don't think anybody expected Thanos to be dead in ten minutes, and I thought that was such a great way of okay, it's a three hour film, and ten minutes in, you have to reset all of your expectations. Um, I what a smart move. So I, I think that was fantastic. Um, I uh am a big fan when it as far as character arcs are concerned of basically Thanos's entire family, uh, Gamora, Nebula, Thanos. I love uh, the idea of Thanos being seven years not as wise or or five years mm-hmm. not as wise. Because he, he he does have subtle differences. This Thanos is a bit different than the Infinity War Thanos, and he should be because he's a bit younger. And so seeing that, but then also seeing Gamora and Nebula knowing from the other films that they have this seed of um, wanting to be sisters deep down and also recognizing the kind of horror of their father's <laughs> plan... And the fact that all it takes is for someone to just call it and they're willing to accept it. And we already know this about them, but we got to see that play out again. So I, I really appreciate the way all those things work together. So I I really liked Thanos' family in this film. I also liked that he was killed in the first 10 minutes. Uh, beyond that, certainly uh, a lot to like. But one other thing I'll point out. Uh, that i i love is um do y'all remember so when ronan has the gauntlet do you remember who he hands the gauntlet to do you remember the chain the gauntlet goes before it gets to the uh van
1: it goes to nebula first
0: well yeah. nebula has
1: the it ne- yeah uh, and then he gets it back from her right and then he gives it, then it to go- black panther correct Black Panther gets it to Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man. Spider yeah. Man hands it to Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Captain Marvel goes to Thanos, then it goes Aren't to. Are we
0: moving forward in the in the films? Black Panther to Spider Man oh. to Captain Marvel? We are passing the baton through the films to the kind mm. of new set of people. And I That's think. That's clearly clever. I think that is super cool. So we got to watch very literally the baton get passed to the new crew which is really exciting. So I'm I'm really excited on rewatches to pick up more things like that in the film. Um but yes, tons of stuff to. And of course, everyone cheered when Cap got Mjolnir. I mean, how could you not? Oh my put gosh, that your yeah. List? Just like that was that's the like our theater was su- surprisingly reserved, but I think that's because we were at like the draft house and everybody is conditioned to like Shut Do up. Did not say anything.
2: <laughs> everybody was good until the end at my screening. Like, because then it, once the battle started and all the cool stuff, everybody was just like, yes! And so well, when Thor just goes, I knew it! <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was that was huge right there. Um, all right. Dun, 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 dislikes. Lauren, I'm going to start with you. You said you had some got, nitpicky stuff. What is that? Yeah. Let's hear um,
2: it. Okay. And I think one of the, the the biggest one is the whole, like, Soulstone round two. I don't think that it was a good choice to put Black Widow and Hawkeye as the characters that were together there because we have the least time with them out of anybody. I know they've been in more movies than certain characters, but like, like, I think Hawkeye's been in three movies, right? Maybe four? But yeah, anyway, I think, I think three... Valkyrie has been in one, and I know so much more about her and her motivations and her relationships as compared to Hawkeye because he was like a zombie in the first one too, and he sidelined a lot. So, And it, it was just like, I understand you guys are supposed to be best friends, but we've never seen this, so I'm not yes. buying this big fight. It's not working for me I totally emotionally. Che- I
0: totally checked out for that whole thing.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I need to know who is going to survive, but it was, like, probably Hawkeye because he's the one with the show coming out. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, like, and he had the family, so it was, like, too sad for him to die, I think, there. So I was, like, I kind of see where this is going. And I just wasn't super happy about it because it was also so similar with Gamora being the only girl on both those teams to get sacrificed there. I didn't really enjoy any of that. And I was talking with my brother this morning a little bit, and he was like, I wish it had been the Hulk and Black Widow there. Right. I think that that, yeah, makes, that that
1: makes sense. That would have that been makes pretty sense.
2: cool. Because like they have a relationship that we understand and it would have been really emotional for that decision. And it would like right. it would have, even when the Hulk asks, like, where's Nat, it, it works, you know. So right. him having been there would have been cool. But <laughs> I think they might be setting up to put the Hulk with Doctor Strange, so it was Interesting that he got a chance to meet the ancient one, and that's the case. So maybe that was the decision. I don't know because like Hawkeye could have been that guy, but I think Hulk is the only one who knows Doctor Strange that's left there.
1: Uh, yeah, and and Iron
2: Man knows him,
1: right? But he's he's but he was busy.
2: No, no, no. When they were going to to meet Doctor Strange, in yeah, they yeah they
1: needed they needed they needed Bruce to be able to do that yeah i think that so makes I, like, I under, sense I, it's story-wise.
2: tough to understand where, where to split everybody but i think that 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 whole thing didn't work plus i thought since it was the exact same setup since like in guardians of the galaxy why didn't nebula tell them that that was going to happen like does she not like them do like was she just like 50, i thought 50? the same
1: thing like why like why did they go into that scenario not knowing
2: like cuz she knew 100% cuz she tells Gamora like or you know right. past Gamora about it so it's like do what did you just like well I know that they like each other so it's going to work out like I don't know what that was the yeah, only
0: suspense i had in that scene is that i know black widow has a standalone film coming up um and so that was the only thing that that, that was the only thing that made that part surprising it just confirms that it's
1: a prequel <laughs>
2: I also now feel really weird about that movie where I'm like, why are you trying to make me care about her now? She just killed her and pretty much made it so she's never coming back.
1: Oh, I mean, they—they they, they were very explicit. She's yeah. never coming back.
2: That's she can't what the red-faced guy said. I, it, I mean, they snuck Gamora back, so you never know. But and like comic books are always like, oh, there was a clone. You never knew about it.
0: So for me, I think that. Uh, it, so I, I said that I saw the film, I had good feelings, and I walked out. And then there was something that wasn't sitting right, and I've been thinking about it more and more. And the the way I know to describe it is that if, um, let's say, you took a band and they had you know uh, thirty years of uh, you know discography, songs, whatever, and you just picked ten of their songs and you put out like a best of playlist, I think that's what this movie. Was. I mean, this movie was, uh, it did a lot of fan service, Mm -hmm. it did a lot of service to the characters. It really was a celebration of the last, you know, just above a decade of films. I don't think it was the tightest, most direct, most, in every case, logical film when it went to continuing character arcs that we already know and understand and uh, servicing the story that was set up in Infinity War. So I think that there, we could have got two different movies here. We could have got a movie that um, really pushed these character arcs farther in uh, kind of a, a most logical way. Um, so in, uh, in other words, I don't think we would have got Fat Thanos. I think it's possible Captain America would have been treated differently. I think the Black Widow Ronan <laughs> thing would have played out differently. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I said (laughs) the wrong thing. Fat fat Thanos. (laughs) I I could get on board with that.
2: I would like that.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Fat Thor. I think Captain America could have played differently. I think the Ronin Black Widow thing would have played out differently. I think there's a lot of things we would have probably saw happen a bit differently if we had got that kind of hardline film. I think instead we got a film that played like, you know, hey, remember that time in season two, episode four when these shenanigans happen? Here's a clip of that now. I think that's what we got which is the reason we got to go back to New York again. We got to like we literally went back and revisited these places in previous films. And uh, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's a great movie as a celebration of a decade. And I just think that that isn't going to line up. I think that's the reason some of these other th- pieces don't feel like they quite fit is because in order to celebrate everyone and give everyone service and to whatever we we just had to like let some things slide. So I think that's where mm-hmm. my negative is. I I still think it's a, a great film and I it's gonna rate very highly on my list of Marvel films. But I think that's the direction they chose to take, and I think that's where I was feeling like uh, tension. Um, mm-hmm. a, outside of that, I mean, I I, I uh, my low point is actually also the the Black Widow Ronan. I I that's the one part of the movie I just totally checked out. I was telling myself internally like feel something just have feelings (laughs) and I like I couldn't bring myself to I just die why don't you just die already and let's move on like that's that's what I felt
2: it was just I think it's like such a hard sell to make you try and like them so so hard so fast yes especially when we've like sat on everybody else a lot longer and learned so much more about each of them that it was a funky pairing to me I mean, I actually like my guess before the movie started was that Iron Man and Captain America were going to be the ones arguing over who would sacrifice themselves to get the Soul Stone. Uh, I I like what they did so much more than that. But like I like I that would have been a big decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So and and the other thing I'll point out is I I think Captain Marvel was uh, a big miss in this film. Oh, my gosh, yes. I think that was such a bummer. Captain Marvel, I, I was expecting to be really stepping up as the new leader and showing leadership skill and, and like, uniting people and those type of things. And then she's present. She just shows up every now and then, kind of too busy for what's going on. She has one scene where she, like, you know, flies the thing to the van and, like, I, I, I don't know. It was just it just seemed like such a waste of a character, especially having just had the film Captain Marvel that you feel as all this buildup leading, you know, Mm -hmm. because from the stinger off of infinity war to the Captain Marvel film, and this is the result of that. It just completely let down by that whole situation.
1: So I, on on that note, there's two things that makes me think of one that I didn't like is when Peter says to Captain Marvel, how are you ever going to get there? Or good luck or whatever it is that he says. How are you going to get this to, through this crowd of seemingly insurmountable danger? How are you going to get this gauntlet to the van? You can't say and, gauntlet
2: through the gauntlet, right? <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Um, it's so meta. The, <laughs> uh, I just time traveled back to when saying meta was like a cool thing to say.
0: Whoa. Right?
1: Yeah, that I just quantum realm that one. In this film,
0: one. Thor could have said, how are you going to get this through the gauntlet? And then winked. And then wings, yeah. That would have been that would have been fitting for this film. My,
2: um, I mean that. Sorry,
1: I just had I took major issue with him saying that, and then all of these female characters, like, okay, yeah. I wanted to talk about this stacking forward, 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 Good, forward, I was and it scared became this like female empowerment moment, which I am one hundred percent okay and on board with this idea that women need to take more of an upfront part in this, in this venture. However, that felt so ham fisted and it felt so blatant that it annoyed me. It took me out of the film for those 30 seconds where I'm like, like you could have done that in so many other ways in so many more, uh, in, in just so many more like captivating kinds of ways. It just felt like you were the, 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 the table has been set and you realized last minute that you didn't have an appetizer. And so you threw out some half baked Tostitos pizza rolls and you're like, here you go. You have the thing that you wanted, right? This is what you (laughs) wanted. And it really wasn't good. It really wasn't well thought out. It just, to me felt like it was too much trying to be forced in. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like I get it. You probably don't need to do it quite so aggressively.
2: I actually got like angry a little bit with this part because I was like, "This is, like ham-fisted is forced is like the perfect way to describe it because it was so unnecessary. It made no sense. Those people didn't seem to be anywhere near each other. So right, it They're was just conver- they converged it, from and then nowhere, it, and it's like, why, why? And it just felt so pandering and so obvious. It like it's, it's like this is not even a fan service. It's fun. It's just like." You're not winning any brownie points here guys. You killed your other girls. You, like you right. like sideline Captain Marvel. This isn't going to make up for it and this is like painfully obvious. Like it just was like sh- shut up. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, just let Captain Marvel d- be the She didn't leader. even need help. Like well, yeah, she just flew through <laughs> just a spaceship. <laughs> <but> <laughs> she just completely
1: like, just I, like I'm sh- sorry. I don't think I don't think these I don't know, 30 some odd bad guys are going to be any match for the same... Power that just drove her through steel. I mean, they literally like I think
2: show like all the girls do their cool fight moves, but then she just like glows and blows through everybody, and it didn't make any difference. It's so, like cool. The juggernaut showed up to our football game yeah, and just you've blew got through the, everybody.
0: The one like, girl with like <laughs> the spear. I'm glad you brought your spear, but she's got like white weapons.
1: Like, hey, cool. Oh, hey. Why don't you just go ahead and just you, you just stay behind me, maybe? Yeah.
0: Oh, like, and then also they
2: did that beat in um, Infinity War where like. I think a Koye right. and Black Widow and Scarlet Witch better. all fight. Yeah. Cause there was just the three of them. They were actually, it, it worked. It worked. And like, they're so good about knitting in all those little nods to things that this was just like, what were you thinking? Yeah.
0: And so, and that, and that's the thing. It, it would have been more, in my opinion, not being a female, it would have been a better female empowerment piece To have Captain Marvel actually play a real role in the film, to have her be a strong character and show leadership, especially when we see uh, Iron Man and uh, uh, Captain America, um, you know, dying and leaving and that kind of stuff. this is a great opportunity to now start pushing Captain Marvel forward. There's our strong female, but we didn't get that.
2: Even if it had actually been a mix of everybody standing behind her, I think that would have yes. worked. But making 100%. sure that it was all the women was just like There wasn't
1: one guy except for except for uh, point, yeah. Peter Parker Spider-Man, yeah. And, yeah, and he was the one who was like handing he, it off, he, yeah. Yeah, he he couldn't do anything and so all these women he are going to save him. He was uncomfortable. He was trying just, to get out of there.
0: He's like, "Oh, <laughs> it, it just <laughs>
1: Exactly. I
0: I don't know what to do with my hands. It's like when you go to the Um. family shoot, and they're like, all right, uh, all the the children are going to take their picture now, and now all the uh, adults are going to take theirs. He was just in the wrong picture. He
2: got messed up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Whatever the The, opposite of a sausage party is, he...
1: That's a good question. Sorry, go ahead. I know I have an idea for what that is, but I'm not going to say it on on air. Um, This is one of those things we would have edited out. (laughs) If whatever he's thinking of saying... I'm just pre-editing myself (laughs) so that Patrick doesn't have to do it. Um, The other thing that I had, and I don't know if you guys guys have only seen it once, at the end of the film, they're doing that pan shot that's going through all of the people who are at the funeral, and it's showing all the different groups of people, and it's a very moving scene. There is... um, a lone, like like young man. Yes. I had to look who, this up. Who I had to is look it that?
2: up. It's the kid from Iron Man 3 that like saved him. I didn't figure that out on my own. I was oh like, my Who gosh. is this kid? Because he's okay. older, and I was like, How are we supposed to figure this out?
1: That's smart. Okay, that was really good. I couldn't figure out I'm like, is that like one of the Russo brothers? Like, I was sons? like, is this and they just got a cameo? Like, what the heck is this? Feels weird.
2: <laughs> I was like, uh, will this be Nova, standards. maybe? Like, I was like, who is this kid? I, I have no idea. So I,
1: this was the first film, um, since the Guardians of the Galaxy where I thought, Oh, we might get a hint of Nova. I've at been wanting that forever. Um <laughs> But I think that will happen in, in uh in volume three. That's my assumption. Do you think a so,
2: lot? Oh, I- Sorry.
0: That's that's the next part, right, Patrick? We're going to talk about predictions next. So do you have any more dislikes you want to hit or do you want to roll into predictions? This is
2: kind of a funny one. And this is like, obviously it's a movie. They have to do things to make the plot happen. But like in the very beginning, when Tony and Nebula are stranded on that ship, they point out that that Tony no longer has to wear his arc reactor to live. So why, it's like an undying, endless battery. Why did they just plug it into the spaceship and use that to get home? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I th- I know it's like stupid because it wouldn't be a good movie if they just like made no, no problems. I, but I'm like, this is literally an endless power source sitting in his chest, useless.
0: Right. What does he say? Like he can? Because he says this in Iron Man One. He says it can power a city for like 25 like million years. Or he's it's like some stupid number. But yeah, he's so like, somebody
1: is listening to this podcast and they know exactly what that number is, and you yeah. sound like an idiot to them, Patrick.
0: I know. So <laughs> <do that. laughs> Everyone else listening. Um, all right, uh, predictions. So moving forward. Oh, by the way, last thing. Uh, wasn't a fan of the credit sequence. It looked oh. like it looked like at the Oscars when they're like why? telling you all the people that died over the last year. Like, why did
2: they make every shot blurry? That was so annoying. Well, I just don't know why they made it like an in memoriam. Why they That's had the actors'
1: signature. It felt, like a, it felt like a Ford commercial or something like that. It felt very it strange. Awkward. It felt like the, the, the art direction for that was like, it, it did not fit with the, the art direction of any of the other films.
0: Coming And I'll say this. Uh, coming off of the end credits for uh, the last Spider-Man film, uh, how <laughs> incredible oh. those credits yeah. are. Some would wow. say they were amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Because uh, <laughs> it's
1: cause Spider-Man.
0: No, yeah, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not the Hulk seeing those and how amazing those incredible not amazing just made these feel terrible i hated it so much okay felt very bad predictions so what happens next
1: well you already alluded to it lauren i mean uh, thor is gonna obviously be play some crucial role in the guardians Uh, of the galaxy volume three
2: I might, I'm kind of down if they just make that movie as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, don't just, don't call it Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Call it that. Let's roll.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am 100% on board with that. And so I, I see that happening.
2: Do you wonder, okay, I wonder about Guardians of the Galaxy the most, because that's like my favorite group. Like, I think Adam Warlock will probably be the bad guy in that one. And they'll be looking yeah, for probably. Gamora.
0: Yep. Unless they've just decided, uh, we hope people have forgot about that by now. No, I don't that's... think they have.
1: Because
2: no, so I mean, here, that's why a big I think character that, to bring in
1: Right. And I here's why I don't think because uh Alamo Draft House, who we all have saw we all saw this at Draft mm-hmm. House. Um they do those pre-shows and in the pre-show they were very clear to remind you of this character.
2: Oh, that's cool. In the, we got in there the show.
1: Okay, so in the pre-show they were like, Hey, you might want to keep a, your eye on this little tease. And then they, they they moved on with that. So I think we will see Adam Warlock and I think he will be the bad guy. And I do think the main plot drive will be um, Quill trying to find Gamora because this yeah. is a Gamora who is who who is supposed to be in this relationship, but it's a lot like fifty she, first dates where yes, you know, yeah, yeah, she, has to be, she has to be reminded that she actually loves Adam Sandler the whole time. So yeah. um I I think that will be the main crux of the of the story, and I think Thor will be uh, the the Thor and Quill uh, relationship will continue to be one of my favorites.
2: I keep wondering if that if like I I think them together is kind of funky as like fighting leaders because Rocket also does that too with Quill in the last one. So like, is that too many people doing that same shtick? And will Quill break off from the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, I don't know. It's just things like the chain, the lineup changes so much in the comics that I'm never expecting them to stay the same anymore in the movies either.
0: So we are, so moving forward, we are in a, a no, uh, infinity stone scenario from here on out.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I have like my biggest prediction is since it's phase four, it's just too perfect. They should do the fantastic four as kind of the next big arc like obviously, it's not going to be the next movie, but they could be tied into who the next big bad guy is. They it's, own Fox now, so I, I know. Yeah, so I'm like, come on, guys, four, four, let's do it. Like and the they, Simpsons and they, will be in it. Yeah, yeah, Deadpool. Who knows?
1: Family Guy. <laughs> we'll have the entire crew
0: there.
2: They'll so, they'll, they'll throw oh. Simba in. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph
0: will be in it. <laughs> it's not that genie. Um, so uh, so all we have left is Far From Home in this phase and Phase Three before we start Phase Four. For Far From Home, do you believe it's a continuation of uh, After Endgame?
2: It, it takes place supposedly like right after Endgame, right? Is that the? I don't
1: know. They haven't officially said, as far as I know.
2: Okay, because because they were playing it mean, as a pre- it came... they were
1: playing it as a prequel.
2: Okay, prior so that, to Endgame. Yeah. So I got very confused when like, by Spider-Man's reaction at the end, and I think a lot of people will probably point this out, where, like, if he was gone for five years, why is he back in high school with all of his friends being the same now, why age? Would, why
1: would he just show up at, at class? Like, oh, okay, well, I got to go to chemistry now.
2: And I And I thought about this, like, a little longer maybe than necessary, but, like, he does look confused when he first walks in there, and I thought, like, Ned hugs him like that because he's like, oh, my friend, I got you back. But maybe, like, he's equally weirded out that they're both, like, Like he got snapped too. it's five years later, they don't recognize anyone else at their school and they're just happy to see each other. (laughs) That's a stretch, I think. No, (laughs) I think that
1: that actually gives a lot better credibility to it than what I'm thinking. Because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, plot hole. (laughs) That's all I'm thinking. I
2: was like kind of trying to justify what I think might be a plot hole, but it depends on when that takes place and or how many people in Peter Parker's high school got snapped.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I think it does make sense for uh Far From Home to be a continuation after Endgame uh A because I I think it's going to be a nice way of just uh coming down off of this big climactic mm-hmm. film that we've just had uh in getting ready for Phase 4. Uh but I also think it's going to be good to uh, to spin a film dealing with the fact that he just lost Tony and I think there's oh, yeah. a lot around that that I think in a lot of the ideals that Tony had, we will see continued on. Uh, by Peter Parker. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that he can be the one that's you know because I, if I I don't know if this is true or not. I I vaguely feel like in in the preview that we've seen he doesn't take his suit with him and no, someone has doesn't. to bring him his suit. Yeah, and so it, it's making me feel like okay maybe he's in a similar place of you know I I don't have to be ready to go all the time and and look what what fighting is costing us and it just cost me the person I saw as a father figure. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he's a continuation of that struggle, uh, for of that sure. internal strife. Yeah. Going yeah,
1: it rings more true to me. When I first saw the the previews for it back before Endgame, I thought, like, it the motivation, because he was so caught up in wanting to do more and wanting to be more. Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to be mm-hmm. more. And, and for all of that motivation then to just seemingly go away, and he's just like, ah, uh, you know, I kind of just want to go on a trip on my own and not worry about it. I was struggling with the motivation for that. Now, knowing that it could be a post end game deal. It's, it makes a lot more sense of, yeah, you know what? There is more to life than doing this thing that I've been pushing so hard for these last few years. And that motivation plays a lot better to me and rings more true. So I'm hoping it's an end. It's a post end game storyline,
2: man. The more um, you talked about that, the more I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? Like, I know, it, it, but it just depends on what they decide to do and we don't know right. enough yet. Because like, I, I was thinking it is like, you know, like he wanted to like tone it down after the end of Homecoming. And he, he does by going on that trip and then like realizes that he can't ignore it and like is confronted with these threats. And that was going to be the arc. But I think now like having seen Endgame and this coming out afterwards, it would be insane of them to not bring up all of the Tony Stark stuff. Sure.
0: All right, so let's do our final numbers. Oh, wait, wait. So I have do, one big prediction
2: oh. question that I've been thinking okay, about. Sorry. sorry. Uh, do you guys think it will, like, the group movies will be called the Avengers anymore? And who will be on the team?
1: Well, so there's a new Avengers, right, in the comics? Yeah. And so I've thought about it, it about them assembling the new Avengers mm-hmm. and it being a situation where um, like Sam and, uh, and and the crew, the gang, Pepper mm-hmm. and all of them want to want to pay homage to the original team, but mm-hmm. also don't want to just assume their name. Um, yeah. so I could see the New Avengers since it is such a prevalent name in the comics becoming the name of the new franchise.
0: Yeah. that
1: um, totally makes I- sense.
0: In thinking through this a bit i I kind of have so there are a couple things that were alluded to where you know captain marvel uh old old Danvers <laughs> says that um you know that what's happening here on earth there's a thousand more places this is happening mm-hmm. and and she was absent a lot of the film because she was doing who knows what wherever else but but seemingly
1: or or know, who knows what <laughs> yeah, who knows where
0: else? Um, and so, why knows what? Uh, so I think it's unlikely. It it makes me wonder how she could lead the Avengers if they're primarily on Earth, and if she is, you know, in charge of protecting what yeah. you know known existence. And it makes me think that you almost have to split it. You almost have to have a, a team of people that are kind of like protecting the galaxy, yeah. and then you have a team of people that are primarily Earth bound. And so I wonder if you would almost have like you know Black Panther as kind of the leader on this side, mm-hmm. and and Captain yeah, Marvel's re- leader on this support. side. support that
2: totally makes sense, yeah. yeah. Like, but I I almost Pepper Potts we'll ends see up being kinda...
1: assistant to the regional manager, yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> They're gonna so have Midwest Avengers soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it will be interesting to see how it plays out, but I could almost see it kind of splitting a little bit mm-hmm. um, that way, and and they have already made it seem like Captain Marvel is being. Pooled, like it seems like Earth's not our priority. So. Well, if you're mm-hmm. if they're
1: tracking with the comics at all, that it, it, it Carol Danvers does not lead the Avengers at any point in yeah. the comics, as far as I understand it, as far as I've read. So the new Avengers does not consist with her. It does consist with Ant Man and Wasp and Spider Man, and so I I mean there is
0: definitely they put room. her in the A in the marketing material. I mean they put her in the A. They put Tony in the V. I mean what else could that mean?
2: I mean they. <laughs> Sorry, put Tony in the V.
0: <laughs> I think Tony's been putting himself in the V for
2: <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
0: I'm just saying, I mean, she was in the A, so it's just that's in the marketing what, material. I know, right. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's get, not your, you. okay. get your act
1: together, Lauren. Let's I get know, some yeah. come on.
2: The point is Did I don't know the answer to your question.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't I don't know the answer to your question. I just Who think it's like more? fun
2: to think about, but like yeah. uh, I think they might have more teams now that you said that. Like they have like Guardians of lo- the Galaxy and like Nova Corps. Well, he co- did space. you guys hear he
1: he called it the As Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I, I love that yeah, so I much. love it. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what Lauren was saying that they should just that should be the name of the next film oh i galaxy. totally
1: missed it i thought you were saying that it oh, yeah. should be named as guardians oh, no. of the galaxy I'm, like, I'm like i'm pretty sure it is, sure is going to be called guardians of the galaxy but i wasn't going to call no, you sorry. out because that's such a, a Wait, sorry, sorry, no, no,
2: instead of calling it volume I'm, three
1: i'm pretty sure they're going to be calling it guardians of the galaxy but yeah good good prediction <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, final scores. Final, Andrew, let's start with you. What's your final score? Uh,
1: my final Out of 10. S- out of 10. Yeah, out of 10. So I was at a 7 to a 7.5. I think I'm going to raise it after a second viewing and digestion uh, to probably an 8.5 or a 9. Wow. And all it's, right. it's in the top five for me, for sure, of all 22.
0: All right, I value Lauren's opinion more than my <laughs> own, so I'm going to go next. That makes both I'm, of us. I know, I'm going to say... Uh, I feel a lot better about it after this conversation, and I feel a lot better about it kind of accepting it for what I think it is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And from that standpoint, uh, I, I could see this film being a, a solid eight and a half. Um, and I should just leave it at that because I'll just start re-saying things I've already said. So yeah. for what I think it was supposed to be, I think it's a, I'm a similar boat. Solid eight and a half, maybe even a nine.
2: I think I'll probably say eight and a half, nine as well. And I did actually like go through the exercise of ranking all the Marvel movies this morning since I haven't done that in ages and I put it as number eight. So number eight, can you give us our one through eight then? Um, Let me pull it up real quick. Yes. Um, I did guardians of the galaxy one Thor Ragnarok, uh, captain America, winter soldier, black panther Spider-Man: Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Infinity War, and then Endgame.
1: Okay, we we so, are we are almost compatible on on that list. <laughs> except you have Winter Soldier I, in there, and I'm like, Ugh.
2: I really like that one, but I have weird taste. I know. So, <laughs> no,
1: and most people do. That's the thing. Most people love. And I'm Winter not Soldier. a fan
0: of. I'm not a fan of Black Panther. Uh, not in the way other people are a fan of Black Panther. <laughs> so that's, that would also shift it for me, but
2: it's close. I mean, I, a, I, I like Winter Soldier because it's like, so not a superhero movie. So like, that's what I like about it. I will sure. say
0: I actually, before this started, I was actually watching Winter Soldier. So I'm going to <laughs> do it right now. Uh, it is a really enjoyable watch. I don't know. It's at the time, I don't remember it hitting me very strong, but on a rewatch. not that So bad. before, no. before you close this
1: out, can we just acknowledge the, the, the lack of a callback? in its being its own callback when he steps onto the, <laughs> when Cap steps onto the, uh, to the elevator with that entire group of people around him yes. and you think it's going to, okay, here we go. And then all he does is just say hail Hydra. And then he walks mm-hmm. off with a smirk with the briefcase. Beautiful. Yeah. I so love it They set it up and then they didn't knock him down, which was 100% the right move yeah. for this film.
2: Well, it's so cool. Cause he knows like it was using his like future knowledge. Just perfect.
0: All perfect, right, yeah. so that is it for this. After the after the film, thank you, uh, Lauren and Andrew, for joining me. Uh, if you so. The, the, the good thing I'm not editing this. That way all this is going to stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you're really ramping up for whatever
1: you're getting ready to We left out
2: all the racial slurs, so we made it yeah, easy for you. you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> out, of, uh,
0: out of context, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. They didn't hear oh the beginning gosh, conversation, so Lauren. <laughs> wow. Go, go, go.
2: <laughs> I did so good until right now. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know. You did say Tony in the V, so I'm, I'm pretty
0: sure. You guys we,
2: said it we, first
0: so <laughs> anyway if you want to hear more of what andrew has to say you can listen to the art department here on the <laughs> m of one network and uh andrew when do you have another episode coming out sometime <laughs> great
1: yay uh,
0: sometime in called May. the near future and you can find it at m of one dot network and you can get updates at, at m of one podcast lauren where can people find you
2: I am uh, not cool. Co on pretty much everything except Instagram. It has to be company spelled out because somebody else got it first.
1: So. <laughs> Go buy her stuff. Her stuff Aww, is fantastic. Um, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, pick it up. There, she has a a, a death bingo game. We're yeah, still really early enough in the season. Get it. It's the final season. There's all sorts she has Jeff Goldblum apparel. Yes, yeah. get it. If, just <laughs> get, if you're get a, it because it's fantastic. A
0: fan. She has a Lebowski pin. It's coming,
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you're a big you're a big fan of anything that's pop culture, hit up, not cool cocus that that's a,
0: that's aspects. exactly it, yeah, you are like whatever the epicenter of pop culture is, you're right there, that's oh thank you, you. Yeah, that's like 100%. my favorite thing,
2: <laughs> so um
0: all right, so uh, again, you can find us at m of one podcast. Thank you for listening for after the film, uh we have two coming up in the month of May. And uh so look forward to that. Um and uh, otherwise go <laughs> watch some more movies. I'm Patrick. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. Bye.
1: <laughs> go sit in front of a film and sit in front of it.
0: Is that what you say? <laughs> no, I say, I say go sit I what do I say? Go find a screen and
2: sit in front go of it. Go find a screen and sit in front of it. And this hold on to your butt. <laughs>